welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. Welcome back to After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Academy. Today, we continue our brand new series of After the Bell podcasts on the professional standards for teaching assistants. As a learning provider for training and CPD for schools, we're critically aware of developing all staff in the workforce, not just the teachers. We're all very aware of the importance of the teaching standards, but the professional standards for teaching assistants are much less well known. We're going to explore further these standards and consider what they are and how they can be used and explore how schools can support TAs to meet these standards, allowing TAs to thrive in their career and have the biggest possible impact on the students. So I'm delighted to be joined again by Andy Bridge, a current deputy head teacher and Debbie Davis, head teacher of primary school and experienced SENCO. The professional standards for teaching assistants are split into four themes, which each contain several standards. So the first of these that we're going to discuss today is around personal and professional conduct. And in order for teaching assistants to provide effective support to teachers and pupils, they need to be clear about their role and responsibilities and how these fit within the wider structure of the school. Today, we're going to discuss what best practice in this area looks like. So great to have you both with us again. Hi guys. Hello, nice to be back. Debbie, so we're focusing on personal and professional conduct. Do you want to start us off with your thoughts around this? Yes, I'd I'd like to do that. So I think that most colleagues just by default would hold themselves to account. And I know that I certainly have um, an invisible motivator on my shoulder every day. And the key word for me is conduct. And we all sign a staff code of conduct when we join a workplace. And this makes it clear what is expected from us uh, every day, day in and day out. So similarly, parts of the job and job description and person specification can be quite categorical, to be honest. So in order for teaching assistants to provide effective support to teachers and pupils, they need to be absolutely clear about their roles and responsibilities and how these fit with the wider structure of the school. And in the same way as teachers, teaching assistants operate in a position of trust and they're seen by pupils as role models and they should be able to maintain proper boundaries with pupils and and, and the behaviour should reflect this really responsible position. So let's let's have a look at the professional standards for TA's document Uh, and it refers um, to what we're going to chat about around several points so let's if we talk about personal and professional conduct teaching assistants should uphold public trust in in their education profession by so the first point is having proper and professional regard for the ethos, policies and practices of the school in which they work as a professional member of staff. And then moving on to point two, and I'm I'm referring directly to the document itself here, demonstrating positive attitudes, values and behaviours to develop and sustain effective relationships within the school community. Three, 
having regard for the need to safeguard pupils uh, pupils well-being by following relevant statutory guidance along with school policies and practices and four upholding values consistent with those required by teachers respecting individual differences and cultural diversity and then five we have committing to improve their own practice through a self-evaluation process and awareness so you know we've got we've got all these five areas um, and i know that andy will be able to elaborate um next on on certain aspects here yeah i think uh, having those they're quite big topics as well so um andy shall we begin with having proper and professional regard for ethos policies and practices what might that look like do you think yeah do you know i think it, it's a really good statement this because there's a really unhelpful stereotype um from years ago that a lot of tas are they're just nice people or they're like nanas from the community that'll just look after the kids and mother them. Um, and actually that's not what it is. This is a professional role in, in a professional environment. So I think that idea of having regard for the ethos, the policies and the practices of the school, um, you know, it, it, it gives the role some status and some credibility and some, um, you know, professionalism um, in that they do need to be aware of all school policies. They need to ensure that you mentioned um, they're, they're seen as role models and they are acting as role models and they, they've got high standards that they hold themselves to as well as other staff members. And I think if you get that right, that's really helpful at challenging that unhelpful stereotype of they just sit and have cups of tea and give kid and, you know, give people cuddles when they get upset because that's that's not what the role's about anymore. And, and I, I think, uh, yeah, everyone needs to sort of be adjusting to what their expectations of a teaching assistant role is and, and how much impact they can make. Debbie, what about demonstrating positive attitudes, values and behaviours? So when, when we think about the role of a TA and what the TA should be like in, in the school setting, like I said before, Many, many TAs are fantastic and they hold themselves to account and there is no issues that we can put our finger on in terms of what, what we're going to discuss uh, now. In terms of positive attitudes, values and behaviours, we're talking about coming to school on a morning, knowing that you're part of a team, that you're going to make a massive difference every single day when you come into school, that you want to make a difference and that you're there ultimately for the children and the, the outcomes and to be a team player. And I think when, when you've got those positive attitudes that drive you and fuel who you are in school, you, you're a magnet for children, you're a magnet for colleagues to want to be with. And that it's like a smile. It just spreads. So that is a seed that that we need to sow as TAs and as professionals across the, the school in, institution anyway. Values are what, I, are what the school sees as befitting. Do you exercise those values every day? In, in my school, we have um, Christian values and every day I refer to the values that we have. The children know the values, the staff know the values. 
do the TAs uphold those values? Yes, they do. And they embrace them and they talk about the values to the children. And they've got their own professional values inside of themselves saying, I'm going to be the best that I can be. And behaviours are key. Behaviours can mean a whole lot of different things. But for me, when we talk about behaviours, it's the role model. And you are there to show children that learning is good you're still learning yourself you're there to help the children you are polite and you treat children as you would want your own children or children that you love to be treated and when you get that that right and the the relationships are right and you conduct yourself in that manner it just it going back to the smile acronym you know it, it's it's a great big smile if that makes sense I can certainly feel it and I can feel the energy as well as you're thinking about like key TAs that you work with, Debbie. So thank you for sharing those thoughts. Andy, could could you elaborate on um, having regard for the need to safeguard people's well-being? I think we naturally assume this happens, but in making sure that it's following the relevant guidance along with the policies and practices, uh, would you like to elaborate on that one? Yeah, of course. I think it links back to what we were saying before about this role not just about being about looking after people, but actually it's a professional role. So any teaching assistant needs to know um, good safeguarding practices in line with the school policies, as every member of staff in a school should do. And you know, regardless of role, we are all responsible for, for safeguarding and we're all part of that team. So um, you know, I think it's particularly important for teaching assistants. Often we think it'd be a teacher that might be reporting a safeguarding concern but actually often a teacher is with 30 students um, and it, it's a group dynamic, whereas teaching assistants are working quite closely one-to-one -one with a child or in a very small group. Um, and that can become quite a trusting relationship there, which might make it more likely that a child is able to make a disclosure to that staff member. So I think it's so important that, um, you know, as all schools will do, but they ensure that teaching assistants, not just teaching assistants, office staff, site staff, catering staff are all absolutely fully versed in their safeguarding responsibilities, the practices, um, you know, ensuring that each year they revisit keeping children safe in education and they're made aware of any changes. They're included in that training, any updates. Um, you know, quite often schools have like teacher mailing lists and actually, you know, key messages about safeguarding need to go to the all staff mailing list and be, um, you know, including everybody or schools have um, staff briefings in the morning that often take place before teaching assistants are paid to start work. And if that's where you're sharing safeguarding information and the TAs are missing out on that information, then we're not supporting them to fulfil that hugely important part of their duty. Yeah, all key points there, but particularly that TAs are sort of the front line when it comes to disclosures and, and being fully trained and, and making sure that they can meet this professional standard is, is essential. Debbie, can you discuss the next area, upholding values consistent with those required from teachers and, and respecting individual differences and cultural diversity? I think we all kind of know those words, but it'd be great to actually explore them in a bit more detail. Um, yeah, coming back to the, you know, the key words, values, 
values held by teachers. We've talked about values um, somewhat, and I, and I would reiterate that respecting individual differences is the key words there and cultural diversity. So, you know, we live in a world where there are many individuals with lots of differences, uh, protected characteristics. We have lots of cultural diversity in the schools and in the society in which we live. And if you don't embrace this and understand that this is uh, our society, this is this is um, our British values and how we weave these into our days to accept and include everyone, then you, you really need to think about, you know, your own values and, and the way that you present yourself within the setting and, and in society, I would, I, I would suggest. So, you know, we think about, and Andy mentioned the Keeping Children Safe in Education, the latest document in 2022. And, he, and in, the, in this document, it talks about, you know, the Education, the, the Equality Act 2010, protected characteristics, respecting how we will make sure that that respect is generated for, for all different uh, individuals and all the differences that we that we have in society and that's really key because if if we model and behave in the correct way then the people and the children in front of us will see the right way to be and that is really really key for TAs teachers anyone who works in a school setting Again, it really, really is a must, isn't it, to demonstrate positive behaviours in, in this regard. And I know in podcast one, we mentioned how leaders should commit to developing TAs through training. And I can see that with these professional standards, we're expecting commitment from the TAs as well. Am I right, Andy, by linking that to the commitment of TAs? Yeah, I think so. And I think, as you said, TAs have got a responsibility to to be committed to their own development, but also schools need to play their part in that. And I mentioned earlier, but it's one of my biggest bugbears that often as a cost saving exercise in schools, teaching assistants are only paid to work the exact same amount of time that the, the children, the pupils are on site for. Um, so half eight until three o'clock or whatever the school day is that leaves absolutely no time either side of that day for reflection, speaking with a line manager, participating in CPD and training and investing in their own development and ensuring that they're upskilled. There's no time for any of that because they're paid for such a short day. And during that day, you know, 100% of the time they're working one to one or in a small group with um, children, then I think it would be unfair to expect teaching assistants to go the extra mile themselves with that commitment to their own professional development if schools aren't doing their part as well. Um, so I, I just think it's so important that teaching assistants should be paid to be in staff briefing in the morning and they should be paid to be in staff training after school and have that time to make phone calls and build those relationships with the parents or debrief after a challenging situation with a child and speak with their colleagues and their line manager and, and build in time for that reflection and self-evaluation and commitment to ongoing development that you're talking about. I think Yes, TAs have a responsibility to engage with it, but also schools have a massive responsibility there as well. I, uh, I, I think that's a, a wonderful ending there, Andy, absolutely. And asking schools to step up and actually invest in their TAs is, 
is it's got to be the right thing to do because they can really turn around each child's life if they uh, they make that difference. Thank you both for joining me again today and taking us on a journey to look deeply at the personal and professional con conducts of TAs. We all know and respect many TAs who demonstrate these professional behaviours every day. And uh, I thought it would be nice to leave us with this little poem as we move on to our podcast three, where we're going to be focusing on knowledge and understanding. But here's a poem, the all great TAs that are out there. For helping when we've skinned our knees, for reminding us to say thanks and please, for checking sums and hearing reading, for cheering us on when we're succeeding, for helping when our work gets tough, we just can't say thank you enough. Thank you all for listening to us. This has been After the Bell. Bye-bye.